0: won't do that everything I do I do for you Every- mm-hmm. everything I do I do for you Every- mm-hmm. everything I do I do for you Every- mm-hmm. nah. to start us off I have a really quick question and don't worry like you can be honest I won't go as far as to say that this is a judgment free zone you know God is still working in me in that way but you can be honest growing up i want to know if you were part of a fandom again you don't have to lie for fear of judgment truthfully no fandom organization was or still is better than the other they were all pretty embarrassing in their own way you know some people were deep in their harry potter bag drawing lightning bolts on their foreheads while others were taking buzzfeed quizzes to predict which member of one direction they would bring home for christmas i can't say whether or not i've done that before i won't admit to that but I know some people who did, you know? Yeah, yeah. I knew a few girls who judged character solely based on if you were Team Edward or Jacob, and I knew a host of people who were curious about who would be as brave as Katniss in The Hunger Games doing whatever that movie is about. Um, if you can guess based on that last part, yeah, I was a divergent girly, okay? I was down with Triss and Four and all them. I was with them and if you are wondering more specifically like i was a dauntless like i took a lot of buzzfeed quizzes i actually took one on the official divergent site and they said i was dauntless did i pick my answer specifically to be dauntless i plead the fifth but i was dauntless argue with your mom now in addition to being a part of the divergent fan club i also really loved alicia keys not so much anymore selena gomez not as much anymore, Justin Bieber, that fandom, yeah, she's coming back, because, listen, Journals was a bop, and I was sleeping on her, but I listened, and I'm in, Justin, we see each other, okay, and pretty much any Disney show, like, that my parents would let me watch, I was, like, very, very into it, As I've grown up, many of these alliances, as you may have heard, have kind of faded as I've found media that better represents where I am and who I am as a person now. Um, I had a previous idea. It sounds silly now, but I had a previous idea that no piece of media would be able to change my life enough that my adoration for it would sustain beyond, you know, a few months but in high school, I was introduced to a show that would not only challenge, but shatter that idea altogether. But before I go any further with that, I wanna say, hello, how are you? I'm good, my name is Chase. I am your humble hostess with Moses, and if you don't know where you are, this is Chase at Wake, the show where the student becomes the teacher or something like that. Um, I hope that you enjoyed last week's prelude um, I was just, this is a tangent here before I keep going to tell you about the show. It also is supposed to evoke this feeling of like unsteadiness until I tell you which show completely shattered that idea. So this is my tangent, right? I was listening to last week's episode and I was laughing at myself in a way because I was thinking, like, I hope you guys don't think I was trying to seduce you to sleep. (laughs) I record some of these episodes at very odd times. So that one was recorded at 2 a.m. And I think as the day goes on, the later, or should I say earlier in the morning you catch me, the softer and more quiet my voice will be. And at this time, it's about 6.45 right now. So this is where my voice, I think, is the most alive. So you know, if you were like, why does she sound like this? That's why it was 2am. You know, you didn't ask, but I'm here to tell you. And now I'm going to tell you about this show. So you can get off the edge of your seat, you can sit back, you can relax, you can breathe out. (sighs) Yeah, breathe out. Okay, let's get into the show. On May 19, 2009, audiences were introduced to a new comedic TV show that followed a group of teenage misfits as they navigated the harsh realities of American high school life by joining their school, Glee Club, led by their painfully quirky Spanish teacher. Over the course of six years, the show would become a smash hit. Cementing itself as one of the best shows to come out of the 2010s, winning 32 Emmy Awards. Yeah, you heard that right. 32. And nine Golden Globes. And of course, this is the tip of the iceberg when it pertains to the accolades that the show garnered over its stretch. The show revolutionized television through its heartfelt yet comedic attempts to facilitate conversations about controversial topics from teen pregnancy and homosexuality to suicide and beyond. Many viewers have cited characters on the show as their first experience with representation on television. And reflecting on the impact of one of the character's most popular characters, Santana Lopez, played by the late Naya Rivera, singer Demi Lovato, who actually played Rivera's girlfriend on the show for a season or two, shared that she believed Rivera's character to be groundbreaking for closeted queer girls, including herself. Long story short, this show was a big deal, okay? And if you haven't guessed by now, the show was called Glee. I wish I could do the little glee. Oh, wait, I just did. Oh, wait, that was pretty good, actually. If it wasn't, don't tell me. It was good in my head, so it's good in real life. The show's cult following has made it a possibility for it to be a topic of conversation eight years after the show's final episode aired. And today, you can find the show on streaming services such as Hulu and Disney+. Plus. I personally highly recommend it. Um, if you can watch it, please do. When I was introduced to the show, I quickly became a fan due to the amazing renditions of songs that I'd grown up knowing and loving. If I hadn't already said it, I'm a big music geek. I love, I won't say every type of music, but I can get down with a lot, and I know a lot, I would say. Amber Riley's cover of Bust Your Windows by Jasmine Sullivan was literally a spiritual experience for me. It was that good, no lie. I would say one of the main draws of the show was that it utilized music from across generational and geographic divides and had a way of breathing new life into them and making them brand new. The tender message of the show is what drew me and a lot of other viewers in, but the music is what kept me personally watching. It was this show that introduced me to a wide array of music that I've grown to love, and one example of this is Landslide by Fleetwood Mac. Released in 1975 on their self-titled album, Landslide chronicles an internal battle fought by the group's lead singer, Stevie Nicks, and as the story goes, Nicks had to decide whether she wanted to go back to school or embark on a journey towards a musical career with her then-boyfriend. Okay, this is editing, Chase. I listened to that back, and like, no shade to boyfriends. I literally just almost choked. (laughs) I think I'm a little, I'm being a little critical here, but I just heard the way I said boyfriend and like no shade to her then boyfriend. I literally just almost choked Mr. Stevie Nicks ex-boyfriend. That's it. Editing Chase is out. We now know how that decision ended up, but I can imagine how hard it must have been deciding between stability and fulfillment. Of course, her decisions didn't exist on a binary, but that's kind of where my mind went when I heard of the decision that she had to make. Nix's battle mirrors that of many young adults who are just trying to figure it out. Upon first listen, I created an emotional connection to the song because I found myself in a similar situation to Nix and other young adults, making a tough decision with no seemingly superior option. Since that first listen, the song has existed in my catalog to support me through the vulnerability of decision making. The song has become increasingly important to me recently, as it seems decisions are getting more serious by the week. Due to this, changes have been a lot more extreme to me and have required a lot more energy from me as well. I would totally be lying to you if I said that I was prepared for what entering adulthood would bring as far as responsibilities, but now that I'm here, it's my job to figure out what to do. On June 30th, I embarked on an opportunity that would change my life. I decided that I wanted to pursue one of my lifelong dreams and study abroad. The opportunity to study in London, England presented itself in September when I noticed a flyer in the ZSR library around the same time that I conceptualized this project, actually. Prior to actually getting on the eight-hour flight, this plan seemed more like a distant dream, but I was surely awakened when I heard the pilot say, Welcome to London, Heathrow. In that moment, it seemed like all at once... Every thought that I'd ever had for the past 18 years rushed to the front of my mind. I was terrified. What if I hate it here? What if I don't make any friends? How am I going to celebrate my birthday with no family and friends here? Oh my gosh, did I pack enough? I was drowning in thoughts and unfortunately, the going didn't get any easier. Similar to my first few weeks of school, I experienced extreme homesickness and sadness and not a day went by that I wasn't saying, I want to go home. On top of that, I challenged myself to take a statistics course, which is what the program was built around and I already was not doing so well. I'm talking like first week, I was scared for my grade. (laughs) Processing all of this was a battle. I felt embarrassed as I watched everyone else find their sea legs while I was still just trying to get out of bed. I was disappointed because I knew how much was invested into me for me to go on this trip, Um, and I felt lonely because I hadn't yet met anyone um, to help support me through this transition, and it seemed like the only family and friends I'd ever known, it didn't seem like they literally were across the world. It was rough, and... A side to studying abroad and traveling that, in general, I'd never heard about. In a matter of days, I'd become an independent adult tasked with making a million big decisions and sorting through a lot of big feelings. I felt like Stevie Nicks literally every day. So I played my song and she sang to me. This is not editing Chase. This is recording Chase. And I'm going to say I'm going to read these lyrics, okay? because everyone's not gifted (laughs) at everything and that's okay I'm gonna read these lyrics it might seem a little awkward but like vibe with me and if you want to go to the song and listen like boom that's even better you can pause right here go to the song and then like we can be back on one page but I'm gonna read them to you like does that work it's gonna have to work because that's what I okay okay it worked okay cool she's saying well I've been afraid of changing because I've built my life around you But time makes you bolder, even children get older, and I'm getting older too. Something about that lyric reminds me that it's all going to be fine. It's almost as if Stevie is telling me, like, don't beat yourself up, girl. Change is terrifying, and yet it's the only constant in this world. Knowing this doesn't bring me as much comfort as I personally find change very hard, But in this season and hopefully every season of my life, I'm reminded to give myself grace. This is a little caveat. I do usually write my um, episodes down, but I'm going to ad lib here because one thing that I've also been learning about myself is that I can tend to make things a lot bigger than they have to be. I am a very... um, Scary girl by trade. I don't mean that in the sense of like I'm scared of everything, but if I see something, I'm gonna jump. You know what I mean? If I see a bug, oh, I'm out of there, you know? So if I'm in a social setting, it's gonna take me a minute to warm up. (laughs) I'm a scary girl, but I think sometimes I have a tendency to become anxious about things or scared of things and then dramatize them in my head making them a lot bigger and worse than they have to be so while change is terrifying maybe it's actually not maybe it's just all in my head that was just some thinking there and i hope that maybe it prompted something in you that maybe everything isn't as bad as it seems we might just be making it worse or being overly critical I say that because eventually I did find my seat legs in London and I had so much fun. I learned so much and I met so many new, very cool people. I completed reading a book, in which if you remember from the last episode, is pretty rare because I'm more of a movie watcher. I watched Barbie. I saw Oppenheimer. I have reviews. I have thoughts. I have feelings about them. So if you see me, ask me about them. I'm ready to talk, Okay. I shopped a lot, which was great. I learned so much about personal style, which we will actually explore in a later episode. I'm very excited for. I was greeted by change and allowed myself to feel all of what she had to offer me. And then, and only then, was I able to get up and begin the work towards finding peace in my situation. To wrap things up, I wanted to share a quote that I've been actually loving so much lately. It brings me a lot of comfort. I found it on Pinterest and it actually does not have the name of whoever said it on there, but it goes something like this. Let July be July, let August be August, and just let yourself be even in the uncertainty. You don't have to fix everything, you don't have to solve everything, and you can still find peace and grow in the wild. I believe this little piece of wisdom captures the heart of what I've been trying to share in the heart of the journey overall. From being in all the fandoms to stepping into the big unknown world of adulthood, it's a reminder that life has its seasons and it's totally fine not to have everything figured out. Embracing the unknown and giving ourselves permission to go with the flow is a powerful way to navigate those twists and turns. So as we venture through life's wild, Let's keep in mind that the key to self-discovery isn't just about making big decisions. It's also about finding comfort in the journey itself. That is all that I have for you today. I'm so appreciative for you listening, tuning in. Um, again, if you're a returning listener, thank you so much for listening. I love you. And if you're new, oh my gosh, I love you too, girl. You just have to, you know, come back and I'll love you even more. So, I hope you have a great rest of your day, night, whatever, and I will catch you on the flip. You won't do that. Oh, everything I do, I do for you. Every- oh, everything I do, I do for you. Every- oh, everything I do, I do for you. Everything oh, I do, I do for you. Nah.